0: We'll yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to Fantasy Fuel, that time of the month. I'm Tom Tuttle and I will be the host of the show. Basically what this show is going to be all about is once a month I'm going to be doing a show uh, without JJ. I'm going to give him a little break. He's a very busy man so he needs a break once in a while. But what this show is all about is I'm going to be getting other people's opinions on certain players for fantasy football who I happened to disagree with and the first thing that I disagree with um, was an article that was giving their busts and I was as I was reading through it you know some of them I agreed with and some like, yeah it's all right well I came across one that I actually very much disagreed with and that was the fact that they were calling Larry Fitzgerald a bust and I had to pause and take a take a moment and say hold on a second Because what they were saying was that because Carson Palmer was retiring, that Larry Fitzgerald would be, to them, would be ranked lower than Marquise Goodwin, who had only two touchdowns last year, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, who only had two, and Pierre Garçon, who didn't have any touchdowns last year. So I, I just didn't quite understand. They said Fitzgerald is going to be a fantasy football bust that you want to steer completely clear of and i'm just thinking to myself what i mean this is Larry Fitzgerald that we're talking about <laughs> i mean what, they were, what what one of their main points was was that he was going to be without a quarterback like i mean but he, sam bradford's not bad and i know that they got a rookie quarterback that you know was unproven but I, it, it's pretty easy to have a rebuttal against an article like this because all you have to do is go back and actually look at some history. And if you just look at the quarterbacks that Larry Fitzgerald has actually played with and been successful with, I mean, he's been successful with every quarterback that he's played with. I mean, some years more than others, but he's played with McCown. He's played with Kurt Warner. I mean, obviously, he's going to be good with Kurt Warner. He's a legend. But Matt Leiner, uh, Derek Anderson, John Skelton, Kevin Cobb, (laughs) Sean King, uh, Ryan Lindley. I mean, the list is, there's more guys, but I'm not going to name them all. But, I mean, it just seems a little ridiculous to say that he's not going to have a quarterback and then not actually look at the previous history and see that he's played with quarterbacks that aren't really all that good to begin with. So the next step is to actually go out and get Larry Fitzgerald's numbers. And... In 2017, 2016, and 2015, so the last three years that he's been playing, he's been over 1,000 yards and over 100 catches or receptions in every single one of them years. Now, in 2014, it looks like he had an off year, and I know a lot of you are going to say, well, what about 2014? He didn't do very good. He only had 784 yards and only 63 receptions. Well, let's actually look at that as a whole and look at a, a lot of other wide receivers that are playing in 784 yards isn't really terrible and 63 receptions isn't awful either but let's let's go even further than that in 2014 he was dealing with a nagging injury in his knee and the Cardinals were doing very well that year in the first 10 games of the season and I don't think his knee was bothering him all that much up until that 10th game where he re-injured it. The Cardinals were 9-1 and in 2014 throughout the first 10 games and Fitzgerald was a a pretty big part of that. And when he re-injured that knee it was hurting him so much to where he thought he needed an MRI so they went and got an MRI and they found out that he re-injured that knee and then it was a MCL sprain. So he was out the next week and the next week, which was week twelve and weeks week thirteen, and then you know he was kind of hampered throughout the rest of the the season, so he wasn't a hundred percent, but it's Larry Fitzgerald, and every time he's on the field he's going to give you something good, but the Cardinals were nine and one in the first ten games, and they ended up eleven and five for the entire season and then they ended up losing in the playoffs to a 7-8-1 and 1 Carolina Panthers team, which was almost unheard of that the Panthers would even make it into the playoffs that year, but that's a whole nother story. But what I'm saying here is that Larry Fitzgerald is a very valuable guy to have on your NFL squad and on your fantasy football team, because he's one of the most consistent players throughout all of history, and he is one of the best wide receivers on the field and not just not just saying that but he gives you something to root for there's a reason to root for Larry Fitzgerald and it's not just that he gives you something great on the field he gives you something great off the field as well now this doesn't have fantasy value but it gives you a reason to draft him Uh, uh, an extra bonus reason to draft him because he's he's so amazing of a person to begin with This is why you can cheer for Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, he's never been a distraction off the field. He makes the headlines, but only for the good things that he does, not for the stupid things that some other wide receivers do. And that's why you can cheer for a guy like that. He makes a positive, I'm going to say that one more time, a positive impact on his community. He's got awards after awards after nominations after nominations of things that he has done for his community and he's just a, an extremely amazing guy and he goes under the radar. A lot of guys like J.J. Um, Watt, they get the headlines and and it's no fault of theirs. I mean, they're, they're doing a great job and J.J. J. Watt does an awesome job, especially for all the uh, the natural disaster victims and their families. But Larry Fitzgerald does a lot of the same things, and quite frankly, he is one of my favorite players to ever play the game. I mean, he just plays the game right, and he's just he's just an amazing guy all around. And that's part of another big reason that I think he's going to be playing for. A, I think he could be playing for another three, four years. Who knows how long he could play? I mean, Jerry Rice played for a long, long time. Why not Larry Fitzgerald? And on that. I'm going to go right into my other little rant that I have. Um I read another article that said it's important to go out and get one of the top tier kickers. Yes, I said kickers. It's important to go out and get one of the top kickers in the league before you have to juggle with all the rest of them. Well, I may sort of kind of agree with that, but I kind of don't at the same time. And the way I'm going to prove that is I'm going to take the consensus number one from last year, which was Justin Tucker for kickers, and I'm going to take him, and every single week I'm going to add up his points. And then we'll see where he falls at the end of the year, how many points he has. And then I'm going to take random kickers throughout all of last year, and it's going to be completely random, and what's going to happen is it's basically a thirty-one sided die because I'm not going to choose Justin Tucker, so it's not thirty—not thirty-two teams, but basically it's a thirty-one sided die that we will be choosing a kicker for every week that Justin Cuck- Tucker was playing. You so know, obviously that's be sixteen weeks because he had a bye week, but we're going to be comparing Justin Tucker to just a bunch of random kickers. It's just completely random, and we're going to see where the random kickers line up at the end of the year, and we're going to see where Justin Tucker lines up at the end of the year, and maybe maybe Justin Tucker goes crazy and totally annihilates the random kickers, or maybe not. Let's find out. Now, I'm going to be editing a portion of this uh, because just for time's sake, I'm going to be rolling this 31-sided die, essentially. And so it, it, for time's sake, I'm going to editing be editing just the, basically the, the, the rolls the, and just the blank spaces in general. That way this episode doesn't drag on and drag on and you don't get super bored. Every time I roll, there's blank space. You know, I'm not going to do that. So kicking it off, we're going to go right into it. Justin Tucker week one had eight points. And my random roll... Is Gano and Gano had 12.5 points. So right there already, Gano has more points than Justin Tucker. Week two, Justin Tucker had five points, and random roll is Bullock. Bullock had 9.9 points. Week three, Justin Tucker only had one point. Random roll is Adam Vernetari with 7.3 points. Week four, Tucker 3.2. And the Houston kicker was 19.3. So, okay, that, that's that's a big one right there. Um, week 5, Tucker had 13.4. Wash was my random, and that was 14.2. Week 6, 14.1. And random roll was Gonzalez, 6.1. Week 7 is 16.2. And then was Bullock again with 2. Week eight, Tucker was thirteen point three, and Gano was my random roll at five nine. Tucker was eight point four, random roll was Zerline eighteen point three. Week ten was his buy. I'm not going to do that one. Week eleven, wa- Tucker was twelve point one, and random roll was Lutz seventeen point four. And week twelve, Tucker was fifteen point three, random roll was Lambo seventeen point three. Or sorry. 7.3 um week 13 tucker was 18.5 random roll was boswell at 12.5 week 14 tucker for uh, tucker was 11.7 random roll crosby at three points uh fifth week 15 tucker was 10.4 points random roll nugent at 5.1 week 16 random or week 16 tucker was 14.5 and random roll was four bath at 11.9 week 17 tucker was 11 points and to top off the random rolls for week 17 was bryant at 20.1 points so i'm going to quick add up all them point where i can do it really easily on for tucker uh tucker was 176.1 points total which ended up giving him uh, number four for kickers throughout the for throughout the whole year last year. And taking all the random points, I'm gonna add them up real quick and then I'll get right back to you. The random points for all the kickers was 171.9 points. And that's just that's just below. Justin Tucker so it kind of makes my point pretty clear and I kind of hope you guys understand what I'm saying I it's not I'm not saying I don't want kickers anymore it's just saying that having kickers in a league is almost pointless because you can just grab random guys throughout the entire season just completely random and it's basically what Justin Tucker got what they got is top five right behind Justin Tucker so what I guess what I'm saying is I like having kickers. and every league I'm in, has kickers. I, 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 I don't mind it. But I'm saying that it's really not all that necessary to go out and get the top, one of the top tier guys as kickers. And don't worry about kickers. If you have to stream kickers, I mean, you're not going to get all these kickers to stream because everybody's going to have some. But if you have to stream them, it's really not that big a deal. So please, don't always listen to somebody when they're saying go get an amazing kicker right off right out the gates i mean well nobody's gonna draft a kicker right off the gates and i sure hope you don't if you do that please let me know what league you're in i want to get in there <laughs> but with that said thank you for listening to the first episode of fantasy fuel that time of the month um, I will be doing another that time of the no- month next month. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, but go ahead and listen to JJ's episode as well. He's got his own little uh, side show. It's not a side show, but uh, he's got his own little show on the side that he's doing, and it's called Fantasy Fuel on the Fire. <laughs> you see what he did there? Pretty creative. All right, go ahead and go, go listen to that. He really does an amazing job. He is one of the smartest fantasy football people I know, and if it wasn't for him, I might not be in fantasy football. He is just that good, and hopefully he's made me that good. <laughs> so if you want to leave a comment or you know a question to us, a lineup question, anything like that, go ahead and contact us. We have an email, and the email is fantasyfuelpodcast at gmail.com. And we also have a phone number that you can call and leave a message or you can text a message to us and ask us a question or whatever you want. It is 608-492-3443. Again, that number is 608-492-3443. Or you can also contact us on Facebook or on Twitter as well. So we got a lot of outlets. You go ahead and contact us, guys. We will give you advice we will do the best we can for you and we hopefully you guys can stay fueled up for this fantasy season and-